0: Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit barrel of doom and Loom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your
1: day. Uh, Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30pm Eastern Standard Time, 7.30pm Central Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the Great Reset Agenda 2030, and everything in between from transhumanistic agenda to killer bioweapon vaccines to... Uh, sociopaths that sit on the world stage and talk about injecting us with nanotechnology that is going to surveil our blood temperature, our cells, and tell them when we're sick and where we can go and where we can't go. I am here tonight with the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Clay Clark. Clay, what is up, man? How are we doing tonight?
2: Well, brother, what I wanted to do tonight, and I appreciate you having me here, is I wanted to see if I could throw 15 15- um, knowledge bombs at your listeners tonight uh, so that I, I throw it at him, and I want to see if you can kind of smash that knowledge bomb before it hits them, you know, then you can kind of break it down. This is the sound of you smashing a knowledge bomb. I throw it, you hit it and you break down why this matters for your listeners, because there's so much information coming out so quickly. And if somebody isn't as in tuned as you are to what's going on, I think sometimes it can be overwhelming. Does that sound like an okay format?
1: Let's do it. It's rock and roll.
2: Okay. So this first clip, and can I, can I do a video share thing? Is that, is that okay? Is that, is that, we're good. Okay. Let me, let me do that. So I'm going to go ahead and share this with you here. And again, I'm going to pull these clips. Now this guy here, Uh, First clip, this is Elon Musk, who many conservatives are are praising today. He also is the owner of one of the largest uh, mRNA manufacturing facilities on the planet. That's the technology in the shot called CureVac. This is a man who owns a company called OpenAI. He started with a billion dollars of funding from Bill Gates. This is uh, a man who's coding, uh, covering the Earth in uh, 5G technology with the uh, implementation of 30,000 low-orbit satellites. This is the man uh, creating Neuralink that connects brains to computers. This is a man who has non-binary children. This is a man who was uh, married to Grimes who is the uh, uh, mother of two of his kids who wrote a song called We Appreciate Power and other songs that prophesied COVID-19, the Great Reset. This is Elon Musk. Here we go, folks. And again, these are our video clips. A lot of information coming in fast. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. So here we go. And let me back it up. Here we go.
3: With artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where is the guy with the pentagram and the holy water. And he's like, yeah, you sure you can control the demon. <laughs> Didn't work out.
2: What is he talking about? Why is Elon Musk referring to AI as summoning the demon?
1: You know, Clay, I would say that uh, AI itself has the potential to be a nightmare. We've seen all the sci-fi films. We've read all the horror. But potentially, it's, this could be exactly that. It could give the possibility for... Various different things, interdimensional, or even demonic spirits, to even take hold of these types of technology.
2: Okay, let's continue. Next knowledge bomb. Here we go. We could
3: effectively merge merge with artificial intelligence by uh, by, by improving the speed of interaction between um, our cortex and our tertiary layer, which is already silicon. We're, we're basically, we're already a sort of a three level intelligence creature. The base level is the, the limbic system, the sort of animal brain or reptile brain, essentially the, the, the sort of fundamental, you know, yeah, the an, animal or reptile brain. Um, and then there's the cortex, which the cortex, by the way, is largely in service to the, the reptile brain.
2: What is he talking about merging with A.I.? Why is Elon Musk talking about merging with A.I.?
1: Well, you know, Clay, that's part of the transhumanistic agenda. That's what they want to do. They want to merge us with technology and an eventuality is integrate us all into one big A.I. control system, a totalitarian uh, rules and boundaries system of which they control the programming and we get controlled on the ground.
2: Okay, let's continue. Now it's about number three. Here we go. <laughs> I and mean, this is obviously
3: sounding increasingly like a Black Mirror episode. Everything that's encoded in memory, you could, uh, you could upload. You could basically store your memories um, as a backup and restore the memories. Um, and ultimately, you could potentially download them into a new body or into a robot body. The future is going to be weird. What is he talking about?
1: Well, you know what, Clay? He's talking about the transhumanist agenda. He's talking about robot, robot legs, robot arms. He's talking about uploading our consciousness into a digital system, <clears throat> which I have said is most likely going to be integrated into this centralized metaverse system that's being worked on by these big t- tech companies. So you are, uh, are you a fan of the transhumanism agenda? Oh, absolutely not. 100% okay, against wanna... it. I, I like my, what... my skin and flesh.
2: Well, I'm going to hit play here. This is here we go. This is Elon Musk.
1: Uh, instead of another,
2: this is Yuval Noah Harari.
0: The book I recommend a TV series. I think that Black Mirror uh, is maybe <laughs> the best uh, science fiction uh, TV show of, of, of the
2: last year. Why is Elon Musk and now Yuval Noah Harari top advisor for Klaus Schwab, a man praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, and Gates, lead advisor for Klaus Schwab? Praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, a keynote speaker at MIT, Stanford, and Harvard. You've all know Harari. Why are they all praising the movie series, the TV series, the Netflix series, Black Mirror? Why, why are they all talking about Black Mirror?
1: Well, Black Mirror is a Netflix show that came out that is talking about a a dystopian, altruistic society that basically has high levels of technology, things where you have mental implants, mind implants that can record your memories, where if there's a crime committed, all they have to do is remotely access your memory. They go back through. They see if you committed it. They have pre-crime, jail Sentences are four or five hundred years, which are done within a computer metaverse system where you're completely isolated for four hundred years or what feels like four hundred years in computer years. Um, it, It is a scary thought to even think that Black Mirror could come a reality. And not only that, is it even talks about the implementation of social credit scores as well as digital IDs and how those interact within society.
2: Unbelievable. Here we go.
0: Revelation 17. So here. John is receiving an angelic vision about the antichrist king who will come into the world and the angel tells him that this wicked king the antichrist is an eighth king that belongs to seven kings from the kingdom of that time. Now most scholars here refer to how in this vision the angel tells John that the beast will come from a kingdom also that sits on seven hills. Well, at the time period, the kingdom or nation known for being the one that sits on seven hills was Rome. And as you can see here in this commentary, in this commentary, in this commentary, Rome is always mentioned as the kingdom on seven hills. And so many scholars argue that the Antichrist somehow will be linked to Rome because it mentions that he belongs to the seven kings that were known from coming from this kingdom on seven hills. And these seven kings were known to be ruling in the region around the time of this letter. And so when it says that the eighth king, the Antichrist, will come from these seven kings, people uh, notice that link there. And so look at what it says. Revelation 17, 11. the beast who once was and now is not is an eighth king. He belongs to the seven and is going to his destruction. So how can that be possible? How can an eighth king come from kings who ruled before him? Well, let's look at what it says in the verse before this. Revelation 17, eight. So here it's going to talk about the Antichrist, the eighth king from this dynasty. And look at how it says he will come back onto the scene. Very interesting. The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and yet will come up out of the abyss and go to its destruction. The inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the creation of the world will be astonished when they see the beast because it once was, now is not, and yet will come. So we see again, he is referring to the antichrist because when the Antichrist arrives the world will worship him be amazed by him And the key is this the angel interprets the vision to John saying the beast the Antichrist once was Meaning at one point he was alive Now is not meaning that at the time of this vision he is dead <laughs> But will come up out of the abyss at some point in the future and will then be marveled by when the world sees him because again he once was now it's not and will come again this is deep because at the time of this letter most scholars argue that it was written around 90 a.d which means that at the time of this letter guess what nero had already died
2: it was around 68 a.d when he was persecuting believers Right Now, regardless of whether people agree with this particular Bible study, why do you believe that most mainstream media, even Christian media, will not at all discuss the fact that CERN has a 666 logo, that the World Economic Forum has a 666 logo? Again, folks, CERN has a 666 six logo this is not my opinion cern has a 666 logo that is their logo the world economic forum they have a 666 logo the google chrome logo again folks the world economic forum their logo is 666 cern their logo is 666 the google chrome logo the google chrome logo is 666 cern is located on top of the former temple of apollo Revelation 9-11, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, Microsoft now with a cryptocurrency system using body activity. And no mainstream media at all, ever references those facts, ever.
1: Why? Well, it's because they don't want to give you too much of what's really happening, Clay. The thing is, is that there are biblical things happening right now. And if the mainstream media came out there and admitted to this they would be basically predicting their own demise. How so? Well, think about it. The mainstream media is there as an act of the First Amendment to go out there and and truthfully report what is happening in the world. If something of these proportions was reported by the mainstream media and they missed the gun the whole time for the last 30 years as these things have been developing if they never reported on this once if they kept it from humanity for this long people would look at them and blame them exactly for this happening simply for the fact that they never reported on it
2: so again I mean you you look these these are all facts and I want people to know this if you go to time to freeamerica.com time to freeamerica.com tonight and you click on this button right here that says understand the truth about the biblical timeline uh, the 60 biblical signs of the times I mean these are this is information that you know if you don't know the word like the word corona is numerically 666 we, you know, the, the Bill Gates has a patent for cryptocurrency. W zero two zero two zero zero six zero six zero six. The Google Chrome logo, as previously stated, is six six six. The World Economic Forum logo, the World Economic Forum, their logo is six six six. The CERN logo is six six six. But none of that is ever discussed by the mainstream media at at all. And one of the first people in what I would view, what I would describe as quasi-mainstream media is uh, Glenn Beck. And I want people to listen to what Glenn Beck just said on his program on the November 28th. Thank listen, folks, here we go. So you might have missed what happened Wednesday afternoon at the Fed, but they started their CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. Uh, by the way, um India just rolled out its retail uh, pilot program for digital rupees as well. Don't worry. I think maybe we should start having the conversation because this is coming. Maybe we should start having the conversation of this just looks like the mark of the beast. (laughs) I mean, damn it? But surely it's not. Surely it's not. Of surely. course not. N- not from the U.S. government. No, no, no. They never do anything underhanded or evil. Never. never. Especially when Democrats are in control. Amen. Amen. What are your thoughts on what Glenn Beck just said? Uh,
1: well, I got a lot of them. Is What we're headed towards right now is a centralized digital currency. It's a programmable currency. <clears throat> CBDCs are the end of financial freedom and money for everybody, Clay. Uh, Cryptocurrency, I've been in it since the beginning. And one thing that we fought for was digital sovereignty, digital freedom and decentralized cryptocurrencies. And now with the FTX scandal coming down, we're seeing this push towards it. We knew about the CBDC push, the 12 banks actually gonna go out there and do their dry test run. Now, what I want people to understand about the CBDCs is that if you're on welfare or if you're collecting Medicaid or Medicare, what they're going to do is they're going to proportion this money up that they give you in the digital currency, and it's going to be programmable, which means that you're going to have only a certain amount of that money programmed to actually buy meat a certain amount of that money only to pay for rent, a certain amount of that money only to pay for your utility bills. And they will control how much of that you get if you're getting government subsidies. Now think about global basic income, the GBI that they actually wanna put out there. Think about the supply chain and infrastructure disasters and energy crisis that we're going into, how many jobs are gonna be lost in the next six to 12 months, how many people are gonna be relying on GBI and various different types of government incomes when they roll these systems out and it is a, a a recipe for disaster and enslavement. I just
2: uh, think the profundity of what you just said, uh, if it were to be able to put on repeat all day, every day via a megaphone so people could understand it, then there would be a lot more people waking up. I don't know the percentage of people that are awake. I know that it is not as much as I would like to see, but uh, here we go. MTX blew up in spectacular fashion. It looks like Fraud. But in the wake of that, rather than thinking through, like, why did regulators let this happen? There's a new effort underway to regulate every single financial transaction that occurs in this country through something called the Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. If that happens, we're done. What would you have said if you were on the program with Tucker? What if he said, and we're not? And then he said, Up next, our next guest here, uh, we're going to introduce you to Joshua Reed. If you were on with Tucker, what would you tell every American?
1: What I would tell every American is fight tooth and nail, fight with your blood, your sweat, and your tears to fight this tyrannical system that is being implemented right now by the globalists. And it's not just happening here in the United States of America. It is happening everywhere within the Western and within the BRICS plus nations. China's already implemented this with the digital Wong and has this system integrated. They're about to release the next version of it, which is the programmable money here in the next year and a half to two years. The United States is uh, set to move into that by 2025 and that we have to fight for sovereignty of money. We have to fight for sovereignty, freedom, liberty, and justice of our people, of our country, the return to the republic, return back to a gold and uh, precious metal standardization. I know that uh, uh, Congressman Massey actually has a bill bringing that about, but we also have to have sound money, and sound money equates for me to at least paper money, something tangible I can touch and have access to that I don't have to keep in a custodianship of a bank.
2: Now, let's go back here again. I'm, I'm just trying to get people news of the day that I believe everybody needs to know right now. And again, folks, uh, let's let's we'll dial in here again. Tucker Carlson will wrap up his commentary here. They can control you with a flick of a switch.
4: So you should know when Amarova was nominated for control of the currency. She had just published an article in the Vanderbilt Law Review saying inflation is a problem. No problem with CBDC. You just freeze everybody's bank accounts. They can't get any money. Amazing. Yeah. You have this balance of power between the people and the bankers. And now what is happening under the guise of COVID-19 is the bankers have decided they no longer want to share power with the electorate or the people's representatives and whether through FASB 56 or levering the governments up. So they're deeply in debt and dependent on the central banks. The central banks have decided essentially to take over. And the ultimate sort of completion of this will be when they introduce digital currencies controlled and operated by the central bank. Why is that important? Because they won't be currencies, Dell. They will be a financial control system. To implement that system, they need the vaccine passports. And the goal of the vaccine passports have nothing to do with health. They have to do with implementing a new digital financial transaction system, which is in essence, complete control. So I call it a slavery system, uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf said. Vaccine passports are the end of human human liberty in the West.
2: Catherine Austin Fitz, a very respected investment banker, dropping knowledge bombs, blowing people's minds. What do you want to add to what she just said?
1: Well, you know, she kind of went lightly on it. One of the things that we've seen here in recent year is the 87,000 IRS agents that were approved. Now, people are questioning what these are actually about. Now, one thing that I know is uh, we had a connection over at the Department of Treasury and the Federal Reserve who's actually helping build this centralized blockchain. They said by January 1st, 2023, the dollar will be dead. Even though that it might still be out in circulation, it is dead. And we just saw today there's $83 trillion of a U.S. debt on international um, debt sheets that could be released back into the market at any point in time. Now, what I mean about the dollar being debt is this specifically, that with the rollout of digital IDs, that is going to happen through the CBDC system. When they release these CBDCs, the way they're gonna do this, Clay, is they're gonna have 12 different Federal Reserve Banks in the United States, are all gonna come out and they're gonna roll out these digital currencies as a beta program. They're gonna give the option for poor people, for people who live under the poverty level, under $50,000 a year, to come and get a two to one exchange if they register with the Federal Reserve Bank. They're gonna go in there, they're gonna do their KYC, which is Know Your Customer, they're gonna have their biometrics added to the system, and then what they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to link and sync their bank accounts, all of their bank accounts and disclose all of their crypto wallets. When that happens, What they're going to do is they're going to pull back the last seven years of all transactions from your bank accounts and your crypto accounts into the Federal Reserve System, put it onto the blockchain, and when this happens for the rest of the United States, as they all follow suit, they're going to go back and they're going to start auditing everybody pertaining to all your your, your transactions, your taxes. It's just another way, the transference of the wealth. But not only that, these Federal Reserve Systems, these regional bank systems, will control access directly of all of your money. considering that they're going to be synced with your Wells Fargo Chase bank accounts, with your cryptocurrency wallets, and this will give them the opportunity to freeze those wallets, to freeze those bank accounts at any point in time, especially if they find fraud or uh, a a transaction that is questionable in the last seven years. And so we're going to have a complete tyrannical control system at the point of implementation of this system.
2: Uh, I just don't quite think that we are uh, waking up enough people fast enough. And I, I don't know the percentage of people that get it I don't know that number. I, I, every time we do a Reawaken America tour, I'm always blown away by how many wonderful people tell me. Because I ask from the stage, I say, how many of you are hearing this information for the first time about what's inside the shots? Uh, you know, central bank digital currencies about Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela, teaming up to form the new BRICS nations currency, the gold backed programmable central bank digital currencies. I explained to people about CERN. We have experts that talk about CERN, mRNA technology and the shots, the World Economic Forum. And, and, and to my shock, on average, three quarters of the people in attendance put their hand up and say, I've never heard of this stuff before. So I think we are waking up people. I, I don't know what percentage of people are, are awake, what percentage are. But let me play one more clip here for you tonight.
4: And she's absolutely right. So when
5: you say digital currencies, you know, I, at many of these events I, I've been speaking at,
2: uh many of my friends are you know big on bitcoin or ethereum saying this is our way forward this is how we set ourselves free this is how we break free of those power mongers running the world and it sounds like you're saying no that's exactly how they finish the debt flow
4: this is not what the central bankers are planning when Amarova was nominated for control of the currency she had just published an article in the Vanderbilt Law Review saying inflation is a problem, no problem with CBDC. You just freeze everybody's bank accounts. They can't get any money. Amazing. Yeah.
5: How close do you think they are to doing that? Because we've seen them do extreme moves out of the blue, like the lockdown.
4: I I think they're, I think the fastest they could try is maybe a year, year and a half. (laughs) What they seem to be doing is with the WHO treaty and the vaccine passports, you know, getting a complete control system in place before CBDC, because I, I think they need another two years, maybe they can do it in a year. FTX was an op that got brought down in an op. Okay, do you know what I mean? Yes, I was going to ask you about it,
5: but no, immediately, no like, right, immediately after it happened, they said, you know what, we need that regulation. That's
4: part right. of the op. Yeah, right. right? Okay. <laughs> You know, FTX was a CBDC marketing plan. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how are you going to market slavery? Right? It's hard.
5: It is. You need well, lots
4: of contrived events.
5: Up until a month before that crash, they had freed on the cover of Fortune magazine.
4: What are your thoughts on FTX?
2: And it seems it looks as though the implosion of FTX coincides directly with the introduction of programmable central bank mm-hmm. digital currencies. What are your thoughts on what you just said there?
1: Well, I, I think what what Catherine Fitz is saying is exactly right, is that the globalists, uh, the robber barons, set FTX up as basically a money laundering scheme for criminal syndicates around the world, as well as the Democrat Party, money laundering tax money from Ukraine in back into the U.S. politicians' pockets, and that they had to bring as much um uh, attention to this scandal as possible but what we saw in the fallout is that sbf had immunity and we're seeing that he has immunity maxine waters is out there praising him allowing him to come into congress and testify bernie madoff was already in jail by this time and that was only one-tenth of the amount of money that sbf lost and so we're seeing that behind the scenes there's something greater going on and that this was a marketing campaign directly for cbdc since the rollout came exactly at the same time the distrust within the unregulated crypto markets and exchanges, the derivatives markets, <clears throat> and things like Bitcoin. Because just before this, we had the Terra. Um, the the terror fraud that happened earlier this year, which Bitcoin got hammered, and that was directly by BlackRock. It just so happens that BlackRock was one of the primary investors, lost 125 million dollars in the FTX scandal. A BlackRock we know, you know, uh, Fink, Larry Fink, right there, sits on the board of directors of the World Economic Forum. So these people are all in cahoots together. They're killing regular decentralized cryptocurrencies, which actually have the ability to give people like you and I and everybody the ability to have a certain level of freedom and create sovereign blockchains in parallel systems to survive on during these transitions. But they're trying to kill that old system, the one that's decentralized, that's in the hands of the people. And they're trying to bring about this centralized system. And with this last marketing campaign, Clay, they've definitely done that.
2: When you say that that this person appears to have immunity, what what do you mean by that?
1: So if we go back and we look at uh, Bernie Madoff, for example, if we look for uh, the Enron guys, uh, Ken Lay and all these guys that uh, did the, the scam that they did. Uh, immediately when these scams broke federal agencies were in there seizing records seizing financial records seizing assets and arresting these people on site sam bankman freed and his little girlfriend ellison there are still walking three free they lost over 10 billion dollars of, of embezzled user money and they don't even deny the fact that they embezzled 10 billion dollars of users money cooked the books at ftx brought that to alameda capital and then distributed it to no named companies with one person at the top. And those companies went ahead and directly distributed that money into the pockets of Democrats, politicians, and other various agendas. And they're not denying that. And that is massive fraud. Now we can say that they weren't doing that in the United States of America, but it's directly related to politicians all throughout the United States, as well as regulators. Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, is directly involved with this. SBF met with him months before this. His father is one, of, or sorry, Ellison's father is one one of his best friends and worked with him at MIT. And so this is one big operation ran by the robber barons to basically do a transference of wealth, show distrust within the crypto industry and and draw home the idea of centralized um, digital currencies. CBDCs and push through the regulations pertaining to that. The next thing that we're actually going to see is we're going to see the decline of what's known as stable coins, USDT, USDC, DAI, and so forth. This is the next point that they go in and kill on in uh, unregulated cryptocurrencies because that's where the freedom really lies within uh, cryptocurrencies.
2: Well, I'll say this in closing before you have to hang up on me. One, I appreciate you. But I know it's your show, but I wanted to have you tap into your expertise because you know so much about what's going on. I just want people to understand what's happening. But if you folks, if you want to uh, get involved and help save the country, I've got five calls to action tonight. Maybe one will apply to you. Maybe one doesn't. Maybe you listen to this and go, oh, that's what I've been looking for. Um, one, if you're looking for a job that does not require the COVID-19 shots, you can find those jobs right here at time2freeamerica.com. You can register there. There are thousands of employers, literally thousands of jobs available right now at timetofreeamerica.com. Three, if you want to uh, get a COVID-19 vaccine religious exemption, an exemption, COVID-19 vaccine religious exemption, you can claim that at timetofreeamerica.com. Three, if you want to watch the documentary, the Great Reawaken America Tour documentary, you want to watch it for free, you can get that at timetofreeamerica.com. Four, if you want to learn about the Great Reset versus the Great Reawakening, you can download the book for free, at time to freeamerica.com. And finally, if you want to join us on the Reawaken America tour, if you want to see Mel K. Uh, General Flynn, uh, Doctor, uh, the late, great Dr. Zelenko was on the tour, Dave Martin, Cash Patel, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Owen Schroer, all these wonderful folks, Dr. Judy Mikevitz, Sean Foyt, Jim Brewer, Mike Lindell, General Flynn, Eric Trump, Cash Patel, all these wonderful people, Pastor Mark Burns, Roger Stone, Mickey Willis, they're all on the tour, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, not because they're looking for a, a paycheck. These are people that are wanting to save the nation. And so we let everybody name their price if you want to come to our event. Our next one is January 20th. And 21st, and one thing that I'm hearing consistently is people are telling me, Clay, if I didn't hear about this from the Reawaken America Tour, I would have no idea what's going on. And we keep hearing this now internationally. People all over the world are telling us they tune in to watch the Reawaken America Tour uh, for free on Rumble.com. So I just encourage everybody, if you want to come join us on the Reawaken America Tour, January 20th and 21st, it's at 6 a.m., doors open it starts at 8 a.m. and We go nonstop until 8 p.m. each day, 71 confirmed speakers. And, again, folks, we have 45 days until the next upcoming event, and we have just under 1,300 tickets. You can name your price, and you can request those tickets today at time time2freeamerica.com. And, again, thank you so much, Josh, for allowing me to be here with you. You're one of the most knowledgeable people in the business, and I appreciate you, sir.
1: Thank you much, Clay. Much appreciated. God bless you, my friend. Take care. Take, take care. Bye-bye. All right, and that was Clay Clark talking about the Great Reset and everything that is coming down the line, and he's not wrong. (laughs) That's the thing. He's not wrong. This is real-deal shit that is actually happening in this world, and it's unbelievable even to think or talk about it, and and I kind of wanted to stress on this a little bit tonight. Um, So, Vince is not with us tonight. Vince is uh got the night off. What a lucky guy. He's taking the night off. I had my few nights off when I was I was moving in, so he he deserves it. So, uh enjoy your night off, Vince. And that's right, JTAC Clay. Clay, I'm I'm willing to speak on the Reawaken Tour about all this stuff, cryptocurrencies and everything like that. So, if you want to have me on there, I'm more than happy to go on there and talk to the Reawaken Tour about this and inform them of what is really coming in the sense of CBDCs and centralized digital currencies and the difference between centralized blockchains and decentralized blockchains. That's important as well. All right. So what's the jackpot? Have you guys heard this before? So there's a, there's a TV show on Amazon prime that I started watching about a month ago called the peripheral. All right. And in the peripheral, it talks about what's called the jackpot and it doesn't get too much into the jackpot of what it really was. But you start learning more as the season goes on. Now, The Peripheral as a TV show is actually really cool in the sense of the conceptualization. Um, It's written by a sci-fi author. The book is called The Jackpot Series. Uh, William Gibson is his name. And the, the TV show, The Peripheral, is quite interesting. So basically what happens is... It takes place about 100 years in the future. Um, Humanity is highly technologically advanced, about 100 years in the future. But you could tell that there was some type of mass cataclysm. They have all these large statues all over England. And they're basically um, carbon aggregators taking the carbon out of the air, the pollution out of the air. And uh, the population is drastically reduced And there's various different factions fighting for power and kind of have this homeostasis of power. And what they've done is they're messing with time. They have artificial intelligence, but they're also messing with time. And they've created various what they call stubs. These are deviations away from their um, their timeline. And in one of these stubs is where you get the main characters and everybody that's playing out their roles. And they created this virtual reality headset that basically connects that stub to that modern day in 2100. So in the stub, by the way, is from 70 years prior. So it's in like 2038. And the way they do this is that you can't necessarily travel back in time or travel into the future with your body. But what they do is they use quantum tunneling to travel your consciousness through these quantum tunnels. And they put you in this AI robot and you can interact. Well, what you come to find out is there something happened to the world called the jackpot. And this has been the force of study for everything they were talking about. So the jackpot in the peripheral is everything from wars, famine, famine water shortages, and food crises to diseases that didn't spread on a pandemic level but claimed enough lives lives to go down in history as a dark chapter. By the time things were brought under control, 80% of the world's population had been lost. The loss of human life was also accompanied by the disappearance of animals. The bees are all but gone, and the food chain has been so severely affected that most of the alpha predators are extinct. Sound familiar? So I, I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit because there's also another book out there that's very, very, oh, that's not the one I wanted to go to. There's also another book out there that is a warning to mankind. That's not, come on, what is going on here? I got oh, I gotta redo this. Sorry, one second. There it is, okay. That's what I was looking for. This is a book called The Precipice. Interesting word, is it not? The, exi- the Existential Risk and the Future of Humanity. In the 2029 fiction book by Australian philosopher Toby Ord, the senior research fellow at the Future of Humanity Institute in Oxford, it argues that human faces unprecedented risks over the next few centuries and examines the moral significance of safeguarding humanity's future. ReCost just nailed it. ReCost, thank you so much for that comment. For those that can't see ReCost's comment... They said, jackpot equals firestorm. You got to it before I got to it. So... I've been kind of looking at this and and looking at various foreshadowing events and trying to see kind of what's happening here. If you guys were paying attention to the news this weekend, you saw this massive power outage in North Carolina that was caused by gunfire, damaging substations, leaving 40,000 without power. This is being looked at and investigated by the FBI as a terrorist act. Not only that is what else did we have? We had this another food processing plant, this time in Kent, Ohio, in Kent, Ohio, caught on fire burning down to the ground. To this date, look at this. We, we, we've had, these, these are all the various different food processing and uh, plants, manufacturing, and distribution facilities that have caught on fire. This is es- extraordinary. Over 135 locations in six months, from January 2022 to only June 2022. This number is more like 148 to 168 right now, okay? Now, what I'm about to kind of portray to you is that what we're seeing is small little events scattered about that look like nothing, that look like just random fires, random explosions at oil refineries that are all culminating to one major cataclysmic event. Now what I want you to think about this is think about a global society, a country as this built foundation of infrastructure, of social and cultural norms, of political infrastructure, of, of this, this rampant supply chain, okay? Imagine that you just chipped away a little bit every week at that foundation. A fire over here, a fire over there. An attack on infrastructure over here. A degradation in oil production over here. A, a, a limitation in food production over here. No energy going over there. These are small, sequential little events that are all occurring around the world, not big enough to bring about massive concern from global government or from national government, but noticeable by people like you and me who are looking for them. All these events are adding up to one big point of culmination, what we can call the precipice moment, where all it's going to take is one little tip in that house of cards comes falling down on that chipped away foundation? What do I mean that about this one little push, this one little catalyst event that can cause all of this to basically implode overnight? We have everything from China invading Ukraine or China invading Taiwan. Uh, Russia and NATO going at it in the kinetic war. North Korea going after South Korea or even Japan. Iran and Israel. Th- there are multiple different types in the sense of the kinetic front that can occur. Not only what we're talking about on the financial front. We just talked about $89 trillion, $89 trillion Dollars of US debt liabilities on the books of international governments and banks that could easily flood back into the market at any point in any day, anytime, right now. This is a massive amount of debt that, if it did, the US dollar would collapse overnight, causing systematic economic collapse globally overnight. And I don't say this like doom and gloom, I'm saying this with all freaking seriousness now, okay? That literally, they have set up a a multi-fronted attack, a multi-fronted firestorm event globally to where all they need is one catalyst event. And by the way, the catalyst event... It doesn't look like it was done on purpose. It looks like it was done through multiple years of erosion, degradation, corruption, and crime, and these types of things. It looks like, hey, look, this is just the way the process works. Capitalism didn't work. I'm so sorry. And this is what happens. And then it brings down the whole house and turns every nation in this country into a third world country because of the chipping away of all those other foundational aspects of the global society. This is the firestorm event that they were going to utilize to take down the United States of America. This is exactly what they've been doing and are doing right now. This is why they had to steal the the 2018 election, the 2020 election, and the 2022 election. Because they had to keep and sustain just a little bit of power to allow... The progression of this stuff to keep on culminating forward, to keep on building. This isn't about going out there and implementing draconian controls overnight or running out there and taking out all the right-wing patriots that they think are gonna rise up against them in an insurrection. This isn't about throwing you in the concentration camps overnight. This is about the small little events that are occurring over and over every week That To an eventuality are going to culminate to this one point to when all they have to do is trigger a global cataclysmic event, some type of black swan event, and the whole system comes crashing down and it's at that point when you're hungry, homeless, no car, no gas, no food, no energy, people are sick. People are out in the streets. If you're out in the streets and you don't have your home anymore, are you taking your guns and ammo with you? Are you trying to feed your kids? What are you doing? It's at that point that they go in there and begin to do this process of taking you to the concentration camps. Look what's happening in China right now. I want everybody to go out there and start looking at the process in China, which we're being we're being told is anti-COVID lockdown protests. You got to understand what's happening in China has nothing to do with COVID 19. Last week alone, there is not one COVID death in all of China. Not one. Billions of people. Not one COVID death. But they're still on this mandatory, mandatory totalitarian lockdown. They're quarantining people within their own houses. They're welding the doors shut. They've implemented social credit score global ID system throughout the whole Country, You want to go take a piss in a restaurant? You got to scan your global ID. You want to go into the bank and get money? You got to scan your global ID. You want to go get food at the grocery store? You're limited to what you can purchase. You have to scan your global ID and your social credit score has to be up to date. You go to a protest and a a facial recognition camera catches you and the artificial intelligence puts you through the system, they automatically flag your global ID so you can't go anywhere. You can't go to work. You can't use the transportation. Systems you can't get in the restaurants, you can't get in the grocery stores, and they're shutting you out. The people in China are not standing up against COVID lockdowns; they're, they're standing up against a totalitarian government who is stepping in to this last branch of control over their lives. The knee. The, the knee is on the neck And they're choking They're beating people in the streets That are standing up against them They're building a brand new quarantine f- Facility in Guangzhou That can fit 100,000 people Why are they building a, a quarantine facility? It's not a quarantine facility It's a concentration camp That's what they're doing They're going to make up some <coughs> Some crazy virus Oh there's a new virus out there and it's killing all these people <laughs> The same thing they did to the Uyghurs. They're going to go out there, they're going to throw them in concentration camps, and they're going to reduce their population. Because that's how China, a totalitarian government, fights population control. And if you don't think that that's not going to happen here, you're crazy. If you don't think that they're already planning on it, they're already implemented that they already got everything all set up, you're crazy. It's happening here. The first steps are the chipping away at the foundation of the United States of America. The energy infrastructure, the supply chain and the critical infrastructures bill uh, bridges roadways railroads etc once these things get chipped away at enough and you have some type of black swan event the united states society is going to collapse onto itself at the same time that you're going to have the rampant crime running free throughout the united states you're already seeing this in major liberal cities people i mean you had the 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 ticket cop that was just shot in the head in New York City the other day. You just had an 89-year-old man at the Home Depot who stood in front of a thief get knocked to the ground and died. You're having crime rampant everywhere because district attorneys that are basically sponsored and funded by George Soros are being implemented. They're going in there and they're laxing on crime. Chicago just came out. Cook County came out and announced that they're no longer going to hold people in jail for rape, second-degree murder, for drug trafficking, for human trafficking, for for grand theft auto, for armed robbery. They're putting these criminals right back out on the street on bail, quote-unquote, People got to wake up and see what's actually happening here. It's not this one big massive event that's just going to happen. You're not going to wake up one day and the FBI is raiding 50,000 people overnight. You're going to see this massive collapse occur before that happens. And that's going to happen through all these small little events culminating throughout the weeks, the months, the years. It could take five years. It could take three years. It could take two years. It could take the next week. I don't know. But we are getting to that point right now. They are chipping away at the foundation of freedom in this country. And if you don't believe me, just go outside and look. I I will tell you, I highly recommend everybody go out there and begin preparing. And, And this isn't like me running ads or anything like that, but I'm telling you. Go out to my Patriot supply, redpills.tv slash patriot. Okay? Redpills.tv slash patriot. Okay? Go out there. Get what you need. Get stocked up. Get the getgoldtoday.com. Get some silver and gold. Get your IRAs created, opened up, or transferred over. Get that 401k over into gold and silver or whatever you have to do. Because I'm telling you, this shit is coming down the road, and it's coming fast. We we have, look, we have a Christmas sale going on over here at My Patriot Supply. Christmas gifts up, to save up to 67%. Dozens of preparedness gifts. They got the Alexa Pure Water Purification System. Awesome. You got one-year food supplies. Um, I wouldn't go so much for the solar power kit. You can get better solar power kits uh, on, on Amazon, but... They do have emergency lighting through solar, emergency candle hours, tons of stuff here. Check that out. But I, I just wanted to put that out there because look, I, you don't have to use it. If you're not gonna do that, what I recommend you do, go to the grocery store, start buying canned goods, start buying perishables. Get them in places that mice and other animals cannot get to them. Store them, box them up, saran wrap them, do whatever you have to do, prepare. Get a year to two years food worth of food for every member of your household. This is some serious shit when we start looking at this. Therefore, remember, these these evildoers, these Satanists, these people who are the black magicians, they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. If you want to think that these shows like Peripheral that are on Amazon aren't warning you or hinting towards you of what is happening, they are. Not only that, is when you get into the show, one of the things in the future is you have a chip implant in the back of your mind. This implant has all the vaccines contained in it that you need and boosts your immune system because of the outfall of the jackpot, global climate change, rising waters, all these things, right? And if you don't have your vaccines, you can't enter anywhere. Interesting enough is in the show, and this is a spoiler alert, so if you don't want to hear it, plug your ears, is that one of the ladies who is working for Freedom Took the chip out of her mind and started remembering everything why because they have memory suppression technology within these chips they don't want you to remember things they they cut things out of your memory yes Neuralink. i don't know it's like i asked elon musk a question on twitter it obviously didn't get answered but the question is incredibly important and the question is this does Neuralink have some type of computer learning, centralized computer, something of that nature that controls everything else, everything external to it? Or is it simply just an interface device allowing for data transfer back and forth? That's the real question. And I, don't, I, I think that they have a, uh, a Bluetooth version or a wireless version that you don't have to implement. I don't know. But either way, that is some scary technology because where it leads to is exactly what we've been talking about here, Dystopian Future. Now, Elon Musk, as Clay was hinting, yeah, there's some things that he's invested in that he's helping to bring about and develop that are, are reminiscent of the Beast technology, of the Beast system. And he has been on board with a lot of the other globalists, but I think he's actually separated. But he could be a trickster, he could be fooling us all, I don't know. But I think he's actually separated from that. That's just my thoughts. Um, But I would be very cautious about him because he still is a globalist. He still is a billionaire. Uh, But I do know that Elon would rather get off this planet. So listen, there's a lot coming down right now. And this is what I was talking about the other day by these distractions that are out there, is we're being distracted by various different things. Uh, Blasienga, yeah, Blasienga is absolutely horrific. These people were directly advertising and marketing pedophilia, that they had Hollywood stars and influencers marketing it directly with them, including Kanye West. They are probably most likely integrated directly in to a large human trafficking ring. We know that one of the top companies that was invested in uh, Blasienga is uh, has the talent agency that they utilize for their marketing is owned by Rachel Chandler. Maybe Rachel Chandler goes back to the cue boards, and she has been known as a eight R. Chandler, C. Chandler, Child Handler, right? So Rachel Chandler, the last name is fictitious. It means Child Handler. And so she utilizes a modeling agency to basically recruit these young underage kids to get into modeling and we know that they're really being trafficked in. And so it's a horrible story, but I won't cover it because firstly, I don't wanna go down that rabbit hole because that is a scary, dark rabbit hole. You guys are more than welcome to go out to like Natalie Denise and she has great coverage on it. But I also look at it as a distraction from what's really going on and from what we actually have to do. Last week, I mentioned that uh, I was uh, talking with a few different people. Uh, We're we're, we're trying to replicate Lloyd Brunson and Raylan Brunson and what they did with the Supreme Court. And we're trying to get this out there to as many people as possible. And I potentially found a group to work with. I'll know more here this week. Um, And this group is massive, over 100 different lawyers who already have uh, cases being heard in the 10th Circuit and the 11th Circuit. And so we're organizing something there. Uh, we have a community organization program that I was working with American Prosper. Um, I got to get a hold of them. We just—I've been moving, so it's been really hard to coordinate these things. And so there's a lot of things that we need to do to start reestablishing our ground here in our country, in our community. And really, honestly, this goes back to that aspect of survive. Nothing can stop what's coming. And I think that we all understand that at this point, is that we're not going to stop this from coming. I, I wrote this a while ago, Is um, actually not a while ago, I wrote this a few days ago. Um, I, I just want to read you the, the two paragraphs here. And this is a new substack that I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to put out there. The silence is deafening. Humanity is on the brink of destruction, yet everyone is silent. But for a few voices in the wind, the screams of tyranny overtake the words, words of warning. I write this knowing that good people will read it and share it. I write in solitude within my mind, understanding the dark winter that humanity faces. The process will be long, tumultuous, and chaotic. It will come in bursts of fear. Scattered out between normalcy, nothing can stop what's coming, nothing can change what has been done. The powers that be seek to implement their endgame, hundreds of years of planning culminating to a single point with a thousand rays of light, the Luciferian agenda is in full swing and everybody who has authority is in on it. And that's the truth. I want you to understand that, is that we have to stop looking at politics as the solution. We have to stop looking for some savior to come out there and go to Washington and fix it all for us to drain the swamp. We have to stop thinking that somebody is miraculously going to come up and say, okay, guys, it's time, let's go, because that's just not going to happen. But instead what has to happen is we have to do the same thing that they're doing. We have to make small little victories, reestablish the building back of that foundation, at least with a parallel system. Huh? Oh, this fucking douchebag. Yeah. This guy, The, the, the one guy on Facebook. You know, listen, dude. You control troll all you want, but uh, you're probably vaccinated, and uh, I guess we only have a few more months of, of, of watching your comments until I decide to uh, uh, moderate you. But I'm not. I'll let you have your last three months for free, and if you don't understand what I mean by the last three months, <laughs> enjoy. Anyways, when we start looking at the state of our country right now, it's we have to establish these parallel systems within our community within our system, within our family. We have to have contingency plans. We have to be well prepared for what's coming because it is coming. And I think at the end of the day, what we have to understand is that The only way that we can save the United States of America is to wait for the system to fully collapse. As the system fully collapses, that's when we go in and we redevelop the system back on the foundation of the Constitution. But in order to do that, we have to survive what's coming. We have to survive the jackpot, if you want to look at it like that. We have to be able to recognize how it's happening, when it's happening, why it's happening, what to do in the case that this happens, A, B, C, contingency plans, here, there. What happens if they declare martial law? What happens if the emergency broadcast system goes off? What happens if some uh, some big political leader or influencer does decide to do something? Yes, Chris, you have no idea what you're talking about. You are nothing but a slave for the system. Another aspect of control for the system. You go out there and you troll podcasts or pages just because it makes you feel good and you think that you're right. But it is from your own arrogance that you will see the truth. And I'm sorry to say that. But good luck to you. That's, that's all I have to say. Good luck to you. And Yeah. All right. So that's kind of my rant, <laughs> but I think it's a good rant. I think it's one that needed to be had. I think it's one that we need to, to truly understand what is really coming here is that I think even Q said it is that as things decline and get busted down, as things begin to break down, that is when we go in there. If we look at The art of war, if we look at game theory, all these things begin to make sense about how this actually happens, right? Is that it's when the chaos begins to ensue, when the jackpot events begin to occur, as these things begin to culminate together into one black swan event, okay? The chaos becomes the point of uncontrollability. That even the globalists, the robber barons, whoever you want to call them, don't have the ability to control it at that point of fallout. It is at that point that we become powerful because of our numbers. The control structures begin to break down because the rest of the system is breaking down. It is at that point that humanity wakes up, the precipice. We wake up, we go out there and we reestablish our boundaries, reestablish our foundation. All right, so if you didn't, if you missed it, Twitter files was released on I believe it was Friday or Saturday. Elon Musk did the two-day accord of releasing them to various different reporters. We're just seeing the beginning of it. He released the Matt Halaby, which was from Rolling Stone, who came out there, by the way, a Democrat who came out there and basically called it as it is. We have multiple other journalists coming out there and looking into this as well. From what we're seeing with the information at hand that was released from the Twitter files, which is only a little bit of information. This is only. We're only talking pre-2020 election time frame right here, okay? is what we are seeing is that are you ready for this? The Trump administration and the Biden campaign both were calling for the censorship of people on Twitter utilizing the Twitter backdoors. I want you to understand that. okay? The Trump administration and the Biden campaign, both were censoring people on Twitter. Both of those are egregious violations of the United States Constitution or your First Amendment right. Understand that. The Trump administration was doing the same thing that the Biden administration was doing right now. All right? But what we learned. Is that the Biden administration, the Biden campaign was doing it way more often and that Twitter was complying more often with the Biden administration or the Biden campaign. Now, what the Biden campaign did in the sense with the Biden uh, Hunter Biden laptop is once the FBI intervened, James Baker came in. They went out there and they said, hey, look, we don't have evidence that this is hacked material or anything like this. It seems legitimate. That's actually what the FBI was saying. And Gotti came out there, uh, J came out there and said, no, no, it's hacked material and that's why we're doing this. Yeah, I think I did. I think I got rid of them. But um, Twitter censored Americans' comments on Twitter about legitimate information including... The New York Post's story and article, a syndicated news magazine about the Hunter Biden laptop, claiming that it was hacked material of which it was not. And even if it was, it was in journalists' hands, so there's journalistic integrity already there. But the mere fact alone that the federal government went in there, sent information, communicated directly with big tech on this issue is the egregious violation the federal government can have no say whatsoever in the information or content moderation of social media and big tech platforms. Not only that, is after the Biden administration came in, this expanded. This expanded massively. It started within the White House between Kamala Harris and a small group of people that were utilizing various tech portals to communicate with social media executives to censor and ban various people that they were politically targeting to the point where they decided, hey, let's just go out there and create the Ministry of Truth, the Disinformation Governance Board, through the Department of Homeland Security. Let's bring in Nina Jackowitz and do it here. Well, you know what? They just did a magician's trick with you because they came down and if you remember Jen Psaki said oh we're getting rid of the disinformation governance board we're going to go back there and re-evaluate but don't worry it will be back and people didn't hear her when she said it would be back and what they didn't know it was already happening inside the White House under executive committee but guess what Nina Jackowitz just registered as a federal uh, uh, um, a federal agent went over to the UK and is now working in the UK. Why? Because of Five Eyes. That's why. They are taking the same program they they can't do here constitutionally, and they're going to run it through the United Kingdom through Five Eyes, and they're going to collaborate directly through a secondary proxy intelligence agency to censor you. Why is Nina Jackowitz going to the UK? Because they're going to censor you from another country. That's why. They're going to continue to collaborate with any social media and big tech platform they choose. And they're going to do it against your will and against the Constitution. You know, quite honestly, Hunter Biden needs to be in jail. Joe Biden needs to be in jail. And we could potentially see this happening if we get enough lawsuits out there to flood the system pertaining to what Loy and Raylan Brunson have pushed forth. Now, think about this. We have the indoctrination of our children throughout this country. And it reminds me, if we go back to like the beginning of the Q movement, there was a lot of stuff pertaining to human trafficking that originally came out. This was circa 2019 into 2020. And the motto was save the children. I never thought how relevant that was going to be when we actually look at it in the sense that how about our children that are in school right now? Our children that are being indoctrinated within these liberal cultural centers. Our children that are going to drag shows without permission slips. Our children that are going to pediatricians and doctors and are being marketed transgenderistic drugs. That's a problem. And if you don't believe what I'm saying there, I'm gonna I gotta pull up a video somewhere I have here. I got the video somewhere here of, of, yeah, it's a Pat. Someone was saying that earlier. It's Pat. I got to find Pat. Hold on. There it is. I found Pat. Let's go ahead and and bring this over. Actually, I got no guests tonight so I can do that. Let's go ahead and bring this over.
5: So I encourage all of you to think of yourselves as ambassadors to your communities. Ambassadors for science. Ambassadors for compassion and ambassadors for care. These conversations don't have to be limited or restricted to a medical setting Offer yourselves as informational resources, not just for youth, but for school teachers, principals, school boards, professional organizations, recreation centers, county commissioners, and others who would benefit from this information in your perspective. Please proactively seek opportunities to speak about what you know. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible. And we need to have these conversations that question the assumptions that are underlying today's attacks on trans people. Pushing back the veil of ignorance demands this extra effort. And this is, a ch- this is the challenge before our profession. For almost 40 years now, I have considered it an honor to be a doctor. I believe in our role as healers. I believe in our role as truth tellers. And the truth that we need to confront now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country. that destroys human lives. And we have reached a tipping point for the role in medicine in civic life, for the health and well-being of LGBTQI plus youth and other Americans. Those who attack our community are driven by an agenda of politics. It has nothing to do with medicine, it has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with warmth, empathy,
1: compassion, or understanding. The, the fuck it doesn't. It has everything to do with science. It has everything to do with logic and rationalism. You don't give children, prepubescent children, chemical castration drugs and chop off their genitals. Children don't have the, the ability to decide, you know, what the fuck they want for dinner. They still believe in the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and Santa Claus. For goodness sakes, you want to be able to give them the ability to, to, to make the decision to chop off their penises or their their soon-to-be breasts? Come on. This is sickening, absolutely sickening. Like, Look, if you are over the age of 18 and you want to make your own decisions and choices in life, you want to go out there and you want to get a surgery or be a woman or do whatever, you, you are more than welcome to enjoy it. Have a great time. Have a great life. But see, that's not the case here. That's not the. They're targeting children specifically. That's the problem that we're seeing right now. They're charging. They're targeting children specifically. That speech right there was towards pediatricians, pediatricians. And so here's the thing: is you need to go into your doctor's office and you need to ask them, hey, how do you feel about gender reassignment? How do you feel about this if my my son or daughter came up to you and, and asked you about this what would you do that's a big question because if they say well you know what i'm okay with it if you're you know if your eight-year-old said they wanted to do that then great and goodbye you, you're you just lost my business see you later i'm out Oh, god man i mean there's so much more news today and i'm running out of a lot of time uh, but that's okay. We got all day tomorrow with myself and Vince. Um, I'm going to go and I want to just take a peek in here. Thank you, everybody on Pilled for all the donations you guys have gave. You guys are much appreciated for all the coins. Um, everybody on DLive as well. Thank you so much. And um, looked like we didn't have anything come on through on Rumble. But thank you guys so much. For all the donations and helping us stay alive here on the Red Pill Project, um, it is Christmas time. I got asked a few questions today if we were going to do a um, a uh, a raffle this year. The problem is, is that we got our raffle shut down last year. Uh, the, our merchant provider doesn't allow us to do raffles. So if we're going to do something like that, we got to figure out how to do it best. So I apologize for that. We're trying to think. But uh, what I'll also do is I'll probably just uh, do some promo codes and get some things out there. But if you guys do want to help support everything that we're doing here, Mike Lindell at MyPillow is definitely having those big sales 60 up to 66% off. Use that promo code RPP at MyPillow.com. Um, Dr. Kirk Elliott, if you just want to get into gold and silver, I think this is going to be the last year that silver is going to be under that 20 bucks. Getgoldtoday.com. Excuse me. And then my Patriot Supply, they have, their holo, uh, they have their Christmas and holiday sale going on. And that's redpills.tv slash Patriot. If you want to give credit to us, you have to go to that web address, redpills.tv slash Patriot. If you guys just want to support us or help us out in any way, you can do that by going to givesendgo.com dot com slash redpills or the best way, redpills.tv slash go. And that's, uh, you can go ahead and donate there. If you want to help us out with cryptocurrency, I believe it's just, uh, Redpills.tv slash crypto. That should take you to our crypto wallets. But much love, respect, guys. God bless you all. I hope you guys all have a great night. What a great show tonight. Thank you, Clay Clark, for joining us. Um, and, and what you guys need to do is you need to send Clay an email. You need to get Josh Reed on. You need to get Josh Reed on. If you guys do that, I guarantee you he'll ask me to come speak at one of those events. But uh, you guys all have a great night. Take care. Much love. We'll see you guys tomorrow with another episode. And listen, I know it's doom and gloom but everybody here knows exactly what's going on. Th- this isn't scare or fear porn. This is preparation, that this shit is really happening and we're just giving you evidence that it's happening and everybody here understands that. And I hope that we all understand that this is about preparation, this is about survival, about this. this is about taking our country back at that point of precipice when it occurs. And there we go. My my Zoom cut off just at the last second. But anyways, guys, much love, respect. God bless you. Have a good night. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow.